Hi guys, welcome to the new episode of the podcast. This is your host Razi and you're listening to Estepreneur. Today I have a very special guest. Honestly, all my guests are special, but I wanted to bring Michael Taylor, who is a licensed esthetician for past seven years and also has his own skincare line. The reason behind bringing him on this podcast was to actually introduce you guys to another esthetician who's not just an esthetician, but is also very strategic when it comes to running his business. He knows everything when it comes to starting a skincare line, the struggles and all the yada 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 that comes with it. So let's welcome Michael. Michael, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. This is fun. I love this. Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. (laughs) Michael, I'm so excited to talk to you. We always talk on text messages or like DMs and stuff, but to talk to somebody um, over the phone is just like a completely different experience, I think. And it just feels so different. So I'm so glad you're here. And um, I'm glad that you accepted my request to come and talk about a little bit of the business side of everything that you're doing. So I would give you the platform, I want you to introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you specialize in, how did you get started in this field of aesthetics, and just we'll take it from there. For sure, absolutely. So um, like I said, my name is Michael. I've been in the industry for about seven years. Um, I've been licensed for three of those years. I got, I joined school in 2019 um, and got licensed right afterwards. Um, And it's been really fun. I specialize in all types of skin treatments, anything from a hydrofacial to chemical peels to anal bleaching to, you know, body treatments, so many different things. And I am also a full body waxer. That is um, how actually I ran into all of my TikTok friends. So Rosie and you know I've gotten to know so many professional skin therapists through TikTok because of it. So it's been great. Um, I've been a business owner for I'm going on to three years now. So I'm super excited. We turned three years old in January, January 9th to be exact. Michael Taylor skin turns three. So super, super excited for that. Um, but it's been great. It's been a great seven years. Um, a little bit about how I got started. So I got my very first job at Ulta in 2016. And the rest is history from there, honestly. I built my way up. I climbed the ladder as much as I could from Ulta and worked for different brands, brands that we kind of all see in stores. So I've worked for Lancome, Becca, um, the biggest one, I think. And I think the most exciting one is Dermalogica. I was an account executive for Dermalogica for a very long time. And then COVID happened. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, so COVID was a was a huge hurdle that I think all of us had to jump over, but I actually lost my job um, when COVID hit and I had just gotten licensed. So I had no source of income. I lost, you know, the one thing that I was doing and then the license that I do have, I it just was, I, nobody was hiring, nobody was doing anything. Um, so it was, it was a very, very difficult place, I think, in my life. And I think a lot of us kind of went through the same thing and same feelings. Um, but after that, I, you know, I waited, I played the waiting game and I got a job at a sunglass store. So random, not even anything in my, you know, nothing that could even put me in that direction. But the great thing is, is that I had so much retail experience. I was a manager, I was a cashier, I was a sales executive. So there was all this experience behind me. So I really could have just gotten any job I wanted. And that's exactly what happened. I got a job as a manager at Sunglass Hut. And I was there for four months. Wow. <laughs> um, but I, I genuinely just did it because I needed money. I didn't have anything. Um, and the clients that I was taking, like I was taking them in my patio, in my garage. And 
I want to say my clientele, I probably had like a good seven, seven people that were on rotation. And even then the rotation was like every month and a half or every two months. So it wasn't much. It was very difficult. Um, But of course, my business side kicked in and I'm like, I just got to do what I got to do. And that's exactly what I did. I didn't want to just sit at home and just be like, ah, poor me. Like, I don't have a job. Like, no, girl, go get a job. Mm -hmm. So I did. Um, After those four months, Dermalogica actually called me back and they said, we're, you know, bringing everybody back, but we want to put you in education. So I was a guidance counselor with them for um, six months and I was working at the school. Um, so if you ever, any SDs on here ever called Dermalogica and were trying to book a class, you most likely either spoke to me or one of my coworkers. So um, it was really fun. It was a great experience. And from that, I um, gained a lot of exposure with Dermalogica marketing. Um, so if you guys follow Dermalogica on TikTok or Instagram, um, you guys most likely have seen me all over their page because I am now a um, content creator for their marketing team. Wow. Um, so that was a huge blessing out of that. Um, fun fact one of my goals or one of my dreams or fantasies when i was you know 17 working at ulta the first thing i saw when i walked in was i saw all these posters and i was like you know what one of these days i want to be i want to be on a poster you know what i mean like i want my face to belong to a brand and michael taylor was the face for february 2022 for dermalogica so that was that was like the most surreal (laughs) moment it felt amazing um because you know i went through so much loss with the brand and the company itself just losing my job not having much and then getting called back and just having that all you know presented to me it was amazing it was a very amazing full circle moment i actually found a a dm that i had with them through instagram and i'm like hey if you guys are ever looking for a model and this was back in 2017 so i was like if you guys are ever looking for anyone and they were like eh, no thanks <laughs> i was like okay but you know fast forward to four years later it was it was it was full circle um Yes, as I was saying, I was doing that. Um, after the the six months was over with Dermalogica, that's when I made the decision that I wanted to open my own place. Um, during the time that I was working at Sunglass Hut and Dermalogica, I was still working, but I, like I said, I only had a couple clients, so I was working in a back room of a barber shop. Um, the room was about like six by six feet. It was a closet. Um, it was a closet that I made into a treatment room, and it genuinely just fit a bed and a shelf. Um, and it was very hot, very cramped, very difficult to work in, but I made it work. And the unfortunate part was, is that I blew up on TikTok and my clients were going there. So it was just very like, it was just a hot mess. It was very cluttered and people were like, Ooh, you're in a barbershop. That's interesting. And I'm like, I know it didn't, it didn't make sense. Wow. <laughs> uh, it was wild. It was, it was the craziest thing. Um, but you know what? I did a very, I'll give myself a pat on the back. I gave, I did my, I did a very good job of glamorizing it. You know, you would never yep. tell. You could never tell that I was losing my mind. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just so shocked right now because I just got to learn so much about you within this know, like past word five minutes. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's just within just five minutes, I just got to learn so much about your story, the way yeah. you manifested everything. It's I believe in the power of manifestation. I believe in the putting the work in. And just for you to email or like DM the brand in 2017, like this is how universe work. And I just tell people that universe doesn't have a timing. You might want to have something. It's not going to happen maybe in two days or two two weeks that you have said that, okay, I want it in two weeks. It might not happen in that, but it will happen. So put it out there. Wow. I'm just so um, shocked by everything you just said. Wow. I, yeah. I, I mean, I genuinely, we were just talking about this yesterday, Razi, but like, I genuinely, genuinely think that I have like a superpower of like manifesting you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like 
you speak it into the universe like don't don't speak negative stuff out because it ends up coming back and it's just depressing you know what i mean like you want something put it out there and work for it you know like it's yeah it's just it's crazy the way everything kind of turned out but yeah yeah wow that was that was basically my start um after you know after i left dermalogica i the craziest things happened um in the in the the closet that I was working in at the barbershop, we um it wasn't a closet originally, it was a bathroom. So when I remodeled it, I hired somebody to like remove the toilet and the sink. And when they did that, I guess they didn't close the water correctly. Mm-hmm. So it was dripping for that whole year that I was there. So one night, it was literally four in the morning when it happened, um, the wall completely collapsed in the room. Like they all caved in and just it just collapsed it was just a mushy mess in there so that happened i i want to say uh august or maybe even the end of july this year yeah oh uh, no of 2020 oh okay and august i found you know michael taylor or it's now called skin i found skin um in diamond bar california and i had very little money i but i had enough to move me out and i was like you know what I think this was just a sign. Like it, the room literally said, get out and collapsed on me. So I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, this is it. So within a week, I, I didn't have to reschedule anybody. I, I had a weekend where I just wasn't, I wasn't working. And I took my little foldable massage bed that I had and the little shelf and my wax pot and brought it all in here. And I have, you know, I, I, I'm still in the same location. So I had two rooms, a break room and a bathroom and a reception area. And everything was just unfurnished. I only had enough for just my one room. So for a whole year, it just kind of looked unfinished in here. Um, mm-hmm. And one of your questions you sent me was, how did I fund my business? Um, it was just all me. I am very, I, I, want, I don't want to say prideful because it's such a negative thing, but I'm very stubborn when it comes down to asking for help. And it's it's it goes along everything, whether it be emotional, physical, whatever, but I just don't like asking for help. So I just did it all myself um, for a whole year. Or no, I won't say a whole year. I'll say six months. But for a whole six months, I genuinely didn't see money come out of my services. Even though I was doing so well because of TikTok, thank God, um, all my money was going to, you know, buying a new machine, buying a bigger steamer, buying a better bed with a mattress or buying, you know, a new wax pot. It was just, it was all just investing back into the business to make it look like a you know an actual spa I don't think I've gotten to that point up until I want to say like (laughs) four months ago Uh (laughs) and we've been open for two years so um it was it was it was very difficult at the very beginning especially when you take somebody with you know my lifestyle I mean before before COVID like I was like I said I was a sales executive I was making very very good money and I wasn't paying rent because I live with parents and I bought you know paid off my car so I was living my life you know I was was going out (laughs) to dinner I was going shopping I could do whatever I want and I have so much financial flexibility but after COVID in a way I'm really grateful for it because it taught me that I really needed to financially discipline myself um and it, it it kind of it kind of made me you know create a budget and just kind of learn how to how to deal with everything that I had. So yeah, wow. it's just been it's been it's been a a fun roller coaster. <laughs> wow! Oh oh god! I mean, can we hang out? 
can we be best yeah, friends? Oh my god. Like do you like alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I like alcohol? Yes. I love okay, it. Well, I, can, I can make a mean margarita. Let's go, girl. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You have to just give me one drink. That that's the max yes. I can tolerate. <laughs> wow. I am so impressed and I'm so proud of you. This is what Thank I talk you. about that. When you don't have that passion, you don't have that fire within you and you expect that, oh, why this other person is getting the results? I'm not because you're probably not putting the same amount of effort that they are. And also depends on how much faith you have in yourself. Like I said, manifestation really does work. Universe is going to give you whatever you ask for. So be very careful what you're asking for. If you're asking for negative things, you're saying negative things. It is going to manifest it into this real world. And you literally just have, have manifested your reality at the moment, whatever you have. It's not just uh, writing it down on a piece of paper, but also the fact that you have put so much work in the discipline. It comes with all of the things that you just mentioned, discipline, being uh, careful of like where your money is going. And on top of that, you said you didn't take money from anybody. And that's how I did my first uh, first two business like first and second business location the the no. first and third one the second one my husband held and i kid you not i did i could not wait to give him back the money he invested i took right. it took me 6 months to return all the funds that he was he gave me the first thing i did no. was i gave him the money i'm like i just want to make sure you know that after this i am doing all of this i i appreciate yeah. that you helped out but I'm also with the same mindset. I'm so proud of you, man. Like, seriously, not just that. You also started your skincare line. It's not easy. It might seem very easy from outside that, oh, people are just launching skincare products. But if you want it to be successful, it's not. So that's my next topic I want to get into. I want you to talk a little bit about what got you into starting your own skincare line. What were some of the struggles you had? And how did you actually manage to create a successful skincare line? So originally, I, I, I think when I got my license, it was something that I knew that I wanted to do. Like I just, I knew I wanted, I've always been like that kid that just wanted my own toys. So I, uh, I, I just, yeah, I was so stingy when I was a kid. But I mean, it, it's reflected now. Like every, every, everything that I've done in my life, like I wanted my own spa. I, I just want to own everything that I do um and it's a it's a it's a it's a lifestyle you know being a CEO is a lifestyle mm-hmm. um so when creating Michael Taylor skin I knew Michael Taylor skin was going to be the brand um but I had named the spa that for a year and then after you know falling into the labs and working on formulas and doing everything I, I made the decision to separate the brand and the spa so now I own Michael Taylor Skin and I own Skin DB. So your skincare line is called Skin DB. No, oh. my the, my skincare line is Michael Taylor Skin and okay. then the Spa Skin DB. As we started to get in the process of creating product, I realized that Michael Taylor Skin was the brand, and I wanted to create a separation between the spa and the brand because. I then started little by little started getting employees working in the spa. So I'm like, all right, you know, it's Michael Taylor skin is the brand people buy Michael Taylor skin, but people come get services at skin. Um, So I now own both of them and created that separation. So um, skin DB is the spa and Michael Taylor skin is the cosmetic line. I started right before COVID happened. I want to say it was like February of Mm -hmm. 2020 when I started looking into what I wanted to do. Um, and originally, and I'm going to say a little secret, but this 
this is going to be released like way later. <laughs> um, originally, we were going to come out with MT Skin Polish, which is a body scrub. Um, mm. And I started looking into it, and I, the, the the most difficult part um, to answer one of the one of the questions was finding a manufacturer was the most difficult part for me because. I was a baby brand. I had nothing to my name. I only had money and a vision. And it t- I, I spoke to two manufacturers that denied me. They they wanted to hear my idea. I told them what I wanted. And, you know, it was just a lot of, um, there was going to be a lot of debt before we actually sell money. And they just didn't want to take the risk. So I got denied twice. I found my manufacturer that I have now. And it's been amazing. However, as I was saying, the, the skin polish, um, when when we finally came up with what I wanted and you know what that looked like, the number, how much it costs, everything that like just how much I had to spend on it, I'm like, ah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> like it's you know we have a little bit of money, but like it's just it's not that much. Mm-hmm. So I just I couldn't take that jump. So the next thing I wanted to do was the jellies actually weren't even planned. I I didn't want to be that esthetician and no shade at all to anybody who does this because it's a great business endeavor. However, I didn't want to be the esthetician that released eyelashes or chapstick or their own, you know, serum. And I just, I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. I wanted to do something different because the whole point was to stand out so that I could sell, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I hadn't heard of an esthetician making professional products, just starting professional with professional products. And I'm like, you know what, that's going to be it. But I needed to make a product that was standing out. So I looked at the one thing that was trending and everybody knows of, but just wasn't perfect to me, which was a jelly mask. Um, Jelly masks on the market were taking too long to dry. They, you know, were making claims that weren't necessarily true. And I just wanted to take that you know, idea of a product and make it into something better, which is when empty skin jellies were born. Um, I gave my manufacturer exactly what I wanted as far as like how quick I wanted it to dry, how I wanted them to smell, how I wanted them to feel, how I wanted them to look. And it took a really long time to perfect that. We started in February and I did not approve everything until November of 2020. So I don't know how many months that is, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah. yeah, nine months. So it was a it was a it was a while. Um and what made it very difficult was that when we were looking at where to get ingredients from, we were importing ingredients from all over the place. We were going to Vietnam, we were getting them from India, we were getting them from so many different places. So getting them, sending them to me, approving it, sending it to the lab, having them send back a sample and me denying it, that was the longest process because it would take a month every single time. I would, you know, not approve something. And it was very frustrating. It was very, um, what's the word? Di- not disheartening, but it just, it made me feel like, all right, this isn't going to work. Like it's not, it's not, it's not working. Um, but it was, it was just patience. It was patience. And I knew that I had a, there was something bigger in the future. So we just kept going with it. The most annoying one was watermelon sugar, <laughs> which is frustrating because she's a fan flavor. But do you know how hard it was, Rosie, to make watermelon sugar? It was so I difficult. You. Getting that fragrance, and it's it's insane. Getting that fragrance was the most difficult thing because there's so many, di- and it's, it's funny to say it, but there's so many shades of watermelon in, when it comes to scent. There's the watermelon that smells like bubble gum. There's the watermelon that smells like fresh watermelon. There's the watermelon that smells like Jolly Rancher. And it was 
not what I wanted. So I think I sent watermelon sugar back like six times. Um, and within those six times, it was either the smell that was off. It was the, the, the consistency or it just took too long to dry. And it was just, it was, it was a hot mess. But um, that was the biggest obstacle, I think, with creating the jellies. The jellies were extremely economical to make because the ingredient list is so short and the ingredients are, um, they're not complicated ingredients to get. Um, diatomaceous earth, algae, it's very accessible. So it, 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 it was just very easy to make it and to get our hands on everything. Um, once we perfected the formula in November, I waited until February, I think it was February 2nd of 2022. So yeah, so it was 2-22-22. Um, and that's when we launched Michael Taylor Skin. Um, that was our first product. It did so well. Um, we are currently nominated for the Dermascope ACA Awards for Favorite Jelly Mask. So it's been Whoa. amazing. It's, it's been super good. I'm so excited. I'm so blessed and grateful that everybody is loving the formula. Um, and it's been super good. So because of all of that, we've now looked into going back to our original blueprints and making empty skin polish. But now that I've had more time to marinate on everything, I've really wanted to perfect the body scrub formula. Um, the reason I wanted to start with the body scrub was because my audience on TikTok was all waxing because that's what was popping off for me on TikTok was my waxing videos. So I formulated empty skin polish to be used in your most intimate areas. However, every scrub that I find on the market, it's made of sugar or it's made with like fragrance and colors and it smells like, you know, watermelon or rose. And I'm like, you can't use that in your vagina. Like you will, you will mess yep. up your pH. You will get a yeast infection. You'll get a UTI, whatever it is, you know, vaginas are complicated. So they need to be, you know, it needs to be a perfect formula for that. And they can't throw off all these things because it ends up messing you up in the long run. So that's exactly what I took into consideration because my my number one service that I do now is a Brazilian wax. And that is the number one question I get asked. What do I use to, to prevent ingrowns or blemishes or breakouts? So that's what we made. We made a salt-based scrub. So it's iodine-free salt. Um, and it has a beautiful blend of chemical exfoliants like salicylic acid, phytic acid, and glycolic acid. So you are getting brightening, you're getting resurfacing, and you're getting decongesting. Salicylic acid, as we know, is the only acid that falls into the follicle and brings everything forward. So that was the main point of putting that in the scrub so that you can prevent ingrowns and you can prevent breakouts in your Brazilian area. And you can actually brighten and get rid of hyperpigmentation and help and, you know, just overall just resurface the area. Um, the salt is so finely milled as well, too. So it's very delicate and soft. Um, it's gentle enough to use two to three times a week. So it is it is genuinely a beautiful formula. And that comes out well, we're announcing it November 14th, but it is available December 4th. So wow. super, super excited for that. It's 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 one of my favorite, I think, out of my entire career making was was empty skin polish. Michael, you unfortunately cannot see um, what I'm doing at the moment, but there's a big smile on my face just listening to everything that you're saying because you have no idea how <laughs> proud of you I am. I oh, don't I don't say this shit lightly. Um the when I see another esthetician thriving and doing good in the industry, it genuinely makes me happy. It makes me feel like my own dreams are coming true. So Aww. to see you go like above and beyond and have this passion and not just create a product, but solve a problem. 
That's what I say that we don't need more products. We actually need better solution to the existing problems we have. It was a quote from one of my famous uh, and favorite business uh, author that I found. And I was like, that makes so much sense. We don't like, it's not about creating the, another jelly mask. It's about creating Mm -hmm. a jelly mask that will dry quickly on time it Mm -hmm. won't spill over the client it would just Mm -hmm. give them the best experience also you would have the best experience of using it so so that's i hear you the same way i like i started and i'm not going to name them but i started using the most popular jelly mask that's out there and i just there was it was it was so frustrating like i would do my 17 minute massage you know touch therapy on the neck and shoulder and it still wasn't dry. And I'm like, girl, I don't have enough time for this. Like I have a client in 10 minutes, you know what I mean? So it was, it was so frustrating. So that was my number one thing, creating the jellies was that dry time needed to be less than 10 minutes. And that's, then that's what empty skin is giving you. It's a three to five minute dry time. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the scrub, the polish, the body polish you're creating because you're so right. Um, When it comes to the JJ area, it's a very delicate area. You don't want to just use whatever. And yes, a lot of women do have issue with ingrown hair, texture, bumps, um, and to find the right product to actually use it in that sensitive area is also very difficult. So I'm really looking forward for your new product launch and see how it's going to actually transform skin. Um, I mean, people have to know about this product. And would it be available for only your clients or would it be available um, for estheticians as well? Do, do they have to have a professional account with you or do you just offer for so, public um... No, yeah. So I'm I'm so excited to also announce that Michael Taylor Skin's also opening up our wholesale accounts. So empty skin polish will be available for retail for everybody because it's not just a professional product, it's for consumers also. However, estheticians need to be selling the best of the best. So as an esthetician, you can create a wholesale account on Michael Taylor Skin and you can purchase it at wholesale and sell it to your clients. Whoever is listening to this podcast and you're, you are looking to a new skincare line, uh, jelly mask line, I definitely want you guys to check out Michael Taylor Skin. His, his products are phenomenal and for a very reasonable price. Also on mm-hmm. top of that, it's a big portion of the product. Like it's not just a small quantity. He is actually being very generous with whatever he's offering. So definitely mm-hmm. check that out. Uh, Michael, my next question is, did you always have this entrepreneurship mindset or did it just kick in because of COVID? Like, did you always want it to be your own boss or did you ever thought about that? Um, I have. And to be quite honest with you, yeah, because if I think back and this is going to be so cringy to say, but if I think back to when I was like 14, 15, every time one of my girlfriends was like, I can't find a choreographer for my quinceanera, I'd be like, I'll do it. Like, I just wanted, I wanted to have my name in front of whatever it was. I think that's what the thing is. I had always wanted to be an owner. So I started off with that. And even if I think back to it, Razi, there was a point in time where my dad lived in a very, very fancy neighborhood. And I remember I went over on his weekend, I picked up a bucket with like a sponge and I walked around the neighborhood and started asking people to wash their cars. Whoa. And he was just doing that at like 10 years old. And I'm like, what was I doing? But I just, I wanted to make money. I was like, you know what? I have time. I have a bucket and I have a sponge. Let's go do it. So I was washing cars. And then I started choreographing quinceañeras. And I was like wow. doing makeup at 17. So I want to say yes. I always had it in me. I just didn't know how much potential there was behind it, I guess. Yeah. Um, entrepreneurship is a 
difficult journey. I think it's not it's not that glamorous, but the ending is beautiful. The journey is not. The journey could be a little bit rough for those who don't want to sacrifice anything, who don't want to maybe suffer, because there is some suffering in this process. For example, just launching your skincare line, getting rejected by manufacturers, coming up with budget, with the funding, working nonstop Mm -hmm. until you actually see result is going to take time. In business, you're not going to just make profit right away. Sometimes you can get lucky. I mean, I was very lucky within three and a half months in Texas, I made, I doubled my profit and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. And I think it was TikTok as well. Same thing like yours. TikTok has played a huge role for estheticians. And I wanted to ask you about that. How did you become comfortable and how would you encourage the listeners to actually launch or start their own TikTok pages so they can actually do the same thing? I it took forever honestly. I started TikTok. I want to say like maybe around the same time like February of 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 twenty twenty, and I tried absolutely everything. I was trying to do education videos. I was trying to do skincare, like do your skincare with me. I was trying to you know talk about different treatments or show the facials or do extractions because you know everybody loves pimple poppers. So I was trying to do that and nothing was working. I just I. I was trying to do what was already on online, you know, and I look at, for example, if I looked at you, you were doing all this education about drugstore products and, you know, the, the higher end stuff and what's, what, what you should use and all this other stuff. And you were doing so well. And I'm like, all right, that's Rosie's thing. She got it. What do I do though? What do I do to make myself stand out? And I stumble up, I stumbled across, it was a video of, a boyfriend and a girlfriend and her boyfriend and she was waxing his armpits and it was so funny like he was making such a big deal out about it but she was doing it so badly and I'm like all right what if I took this concept but made it professional and like made it you know look correct and I did that and 25 million views later that that really launched me into where I'm at now so it's all about creating something and making it your own as opposed to doing what everybody else is doing because if you do that you're just you're throwing yourself in a in into like a competing pool and that's really not what it's about there's room for genuinely all of us but you have to just find your own thing you know what i mean whether it be the way you present yourself or the way that you're doing something everyone has different technique which is amazing about our industry is that we all do the same thing but it's all done differently you know what i mean so yeah. Finding your niche and putting it out there as far as like being comfortable with being on camera and being, you know, on the internet, just it's 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 easy to say to put yourself up there, but it's very difficult. We all have our own issues. I for a long time and I don't talk about it often because I am in front of the camera so much and I I you know, I exude this like glamorized version of myself, but I'm very insecure. I hate looking in the mirror and I hate looking at the camera and looking at my footage back and I'm like, oh my God, I look fat or like my nose looks crooked or my eyebrow was off or something. You know what I mean? I, I was nitpicking at myself, but at the end of the day, I just, I overcame it. I'm like, you know what? People aren't watching it because I'm cute. That's not the point of my, of my videos. You I'm are not going cu- on. You, excuse oh me. <laughs> you are cute. What the, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah. You got to take that back. No, you cannot. No. Working, thank you. <laughs> no, you cannot say that. You have to take that back you are cute like come on 
but 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 you know it, it, and this is gonna it's gonna get deep Rosie. but like it's amazing to hear that from you but on the inside like my own brain like my own thoughts like i don't think that about my well i, I can't say that now but at that at a point in time i just didn't think that about myself you know what i, I mean? feel like, you I felt, I feel you, I dude, dude. I had to go get a fucking nose job just to <laughs> please people. Had to extract my teeth and put like a fucking braces that I. Yes. The dentist was saying like, "What the fuck? You don't even need it." I'm like, "Just do it. I want it. Yeah. Just do it." Like honestly, we compare ourselves with other people, and I mm-hmm. know the insecurity and everything because I have had it the most. I have yeah. been picked on by my dad all the time, laughing at me, telling me your nose is so big, your height is so short. And then the people I started dating, they said the same thing. And I started saying like, oh, shoot, it must be a big deal. So right. I had to go lay under the knife and make a huge change, um, which, I mean, I feel like it's okay for people when they're not comfortable about with something about their body and they want to change it, that's okay. But mm-hmm. confidence comes from within. How mm-hmm. I look at myself is important as compared to how somebody else is going to tell me how I look. So it all has to come from within. And it comes from when you actually work on those broken parts of you where people have told you that, oh, you're short, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. I just have to block all of that. I now at this point, I don't even fucking need you to tell me I look cute or pretty because I fucking know it. You don't have yeah, e- like your, yes. <laughs> your compliment doesn't make a difference. As long as I feel it, that's right. all I care about. And suffering with acne, like I don't even have pictures of my face where I had a very bad uh, nodulocystic acne because my face looked horrible. Like it, it was just something that you couldn't look at. It was that bad. So, yeah. um, definitely you do feel that pressure on yourself but i i say that if all of us looked like kim kardashian then what would be the where's the spice baby like where is the spice we gotta have different features we gotta look different that's the whole beauty of being like in this world like we are so diverse we have different skin colors different hair different features and that's what makes us unique um i definitely think you're amazing and you're so freaking handsome i don't know (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you thank you but you know and then i mean to to involve a lot you know get deeper into this conversation and i'm sure you can relate because women are the same thing but the lgbtq community is rough it is Mm -hmm. difficult if you don't look a specific type of way, you're ugly. You know what I mean? So being on TikTok, throwing myself out there and seeing what I was being compared to these guys that were shirtless and, you know, bouncing their pecs or showing their, you know, their butt and their waist was small. And I'm like, I don't look like that. You know what I mean? And that was, that was my biggest insecurity is like, I'm going to put myself out there. People are going to look at Michael Taylor and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and it was, no, I think it was, it's, it's, you would have been just basic, just like them. The way you are is unique. That's, I find it unique. Yes. And it's, it, it's disheartening at first, but once you get past it, I think, mm-hmm. and what helped me was just, you, you just need to stop comparing yourself to people. You know what I mean? And estheticians in this industry, we need to stop comparing ourselves to people because then it gets competitive. Say it you know louder. Many, 
Say it louder, oh my God. please. You know how many male estheticians there are nowadays? Like, I, not to be annoying, but like when I started on TikTok, there wasn't a lot of us. There was not a lot mm-hmm. of boys. I agree. I agree. And now that, you know, two years have gone by, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many. And there's there's a lot. And you know what was the greatest feeling ever is I had one of them, you know, reach out to me and they're like, dude, I saw you in a dermatological commercial and I just want to say like, I aspire to be like you one day. And I'm like, ah, oh my God, that like stabbed me in the heart and twisted it and just like made me cry. Cause I'm like, that's the whole point of it. It's not to compete with all these guys. It's to inspire. I don't want to be looked at like oh my god look michael thinks he's better than somebody else like no no that's not what i think at all i'm like girl ask me questions ask me how i did it like i want for one 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 thing i want just more male representation in our industry regardless but with the females i'm like i'm not competing to make it something no i have my own thing going on your business has nothing to do with mine you know what i mean we all have something unique and we all Mm -hmm. offer something it's the same thing, but different. We all have different touch. We all have a different vibe, experience, personality, whatever. It genuinely is not a competition. So to to wrap that part up, to wrap it all up, you need to stop com- like comparing yourself to other people because at the end of the day, you're never going to be satisfied. Yeah. If you keep comparing yourself, you're not because you're not going to be me. You're not going to be Rosie. You're not going to be Michelle. You're not going to be Tate. It's we're all different. Yes. So stop comparing yourself put your big girl or boy pants on and just do it. Because yes. if you don't, you're going to regret it way, day, way later down the line. Absolutely. And one thing is that I want to pinpoint is that you blew up when you became authentic to yourself. I mm-hmm. am somebody who curses. I am very raw. Like I am rough. I'm not this aesthetically pleasing kind of like stuff. Bullshit. I'm not bullshit in terms of like, for me, it's like just not my style. Okay. If I try to copy that from another esthetician, I'm going to fail because my personality is not going to reflect through my content. People read through your energy, be your true authentic fucking self. I'm a fucking nerd. I love getting deep into chemistry and ingredients. That's just my background. So I'm most comfortable doing that type of style of content. And when you blew up was because you showed us something unique and different, something that was not in the industry maybe or if it was it was not that much or that popular so of course it brings that attention and all comes when you accept who you are you're like okay i'm a fucking nerd so i'm gonna actually talk about products and ingredients and chemicals um and that's what's gonna make you stand out and make you unique and different and yes the comparing thing geez i have i can't even tell you how many times i have probably done that myself in the past i'm in a much 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 better place in my life where i am extremely comfortable in my skin and i don't compare myself that's why i got rid of my med spa that's why i decided that okay this i i love working online i don't love that i don't have that deep passion anymore as i did in the past or maybe it was because i wanted to fit in so the reason i'm thriving now is because i stopped comparing myself Uh, You're not going to be me. I'm not going to be you. We're going to be different and unique. And let's just keep it that way. And at the end of the day, there's so many stars in the sky. They all fucking shine. Nobody's taking the shine away from each other. There are plenty of people for everyone. So you are going to get the amount of money you are destined to have. And just don't compare and don't feel jealous of the other person. Yeah. 
And you know, if 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 that's something you really want, and I'm gonna use myself because I can only talk about myself. If I really want to look like these guys on TikTok, if I want muscles, if I want big biceps and pecs and a fat ass and all this other stuff, then get your fucking ass up and go work and do it. I can get that body if I wanted to, but I'm not taking accountability. I wasn't taking accountability for it. And I was just feeling bad for myself. I was wallowing in my own pity. And I'm like, girl, shut up. I'm like, mm-hmm. go do it then. If you want the body, go do it. But stop complaining about yeah. it when you can actually do something about it. So it all really boils down to your decisions. You can do it. You just have to get, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. So you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone and just do it. Yeah. No one else is going to hold your hand. We can inspire. Someone can listen to this podcast and be like, you know what? She right as hell, but are you going to do it afterwards? That's the point. Her period. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listening, listening to motivational shit, like writing shit down, having a vision board is not going to work when you are actually not taking action. It all comes down to taking action, moving, having some kind of movement that is going to get you closer to your goal and being true and authentic to yourself and being just be unapologetically you. At the end of the day, I don't give a single damn fucking shit how people react to any of my podcasts or my videos. I love creating them and the right crowd is going to find me. Like uh, your vibe attracts your tribe. So whatever vibe I'm putting out there, but people who connect with me are going to connect with me. You just got to be very clear what you really want. Because I feel like universe is listening. And when you are not clear, not specific, not loud, it's not going to give you what you really want. You're going to confuse yourself and also the universe, God, or whatever, whatever higher power, higher source you want to call it. I really want to talk about this question you have that you sent me. And it's, what advice do we have for a new esthetician? I was, about to, I was about to ask you that question. <laughs> Go ahead. On the second page of Lazi. My advice for someone who's just starting and we can we can end this with, with this with this topic because it's it's very very important i think i feel like there's so much pressure or like unnecessary pressure or like almost a stigma that an esthetician has to own their own business to make it or to be someone that is far from the truth um being an esthetician and being a skin therapist a waxer um and being a business owner completely two different things some people mentally are not there to be business owners it takes a special type of person to be a business owner i wish someone would have talked to me and told me everything that goes into owning a business because i probably would have reconsidered but it is its own monster in itself um so if you're a new esthetician don't think that you have to i have to open my own spa and do you know do the be on tiktok and be huge no you don't you don't have to do that you are perfectly fine working at Ulta, working at Hannonstone, at a med spa, underneath a doctor, doing your own thing, working out of a salon that you're running out of two times a week, go for it. If that fits your lifestyle and it makes you happy, do it. Being a business owner is way more responsibility. Um, I feel like all of us business owners do a really good job of glamorizing what it looks like because you are not seeing what happens behind the scenes. I don't know if anybody's a SpongeBob fan, but there's a scene where his head is on fire and SpongeBob's running around all in circles. That is my head 24 seven. It is nonstop. I don't think I've had a day off in the past two years. That was like a genuine day off. (laughs) Um, And my biggest pet peeve is when someone's like, ah, I want to be a business owner so I can like have my own schedule and, you know, not have to respond to everyone. Girl, 
that's not the case. You are working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Like I've been at the bar, like literally drunk off my ass and a client's like, can I come in tomorrow? And I'm responding like, yeah, girl, I'll be there at 10 a.m. Like, it's like, it's, it is nonstop. And my friends are like, dude, what are you doing? But the reality is, is when you sign up to be a business owner, you are signing up to to take care of, it's almost like having a kid. Uh-huh. It is your child. You are taking care of it nonstop. So outsiders are not going to get it. Why are you working at 11 o'clock at night? This is my job. It is my job to do so. I am the CEO. I am the service provider. I am the plumber. I am the marketing director. I am the electrician. I am the customer service rep. I don't have the luxury yet to, and I say yet because we'll get there one day, but the luxury to have employees that take care of all of that for me. It's just me. It's just, it's been me, just me by myself for the past two years. I have my best friend who like helps me approve things, but it's just me. So my advice to you new girls, new boys, new SDs out there, sit down and really have that conversation with yourself and look at the business side of it and look at the just servicing side of it and be like, is this something that I want to do? Am I going to commit to it? Because it is a monster to deal with. Yep. Oh God. You just put it, you put it, put, you put everything so well, you're just so well-spoken and you just know how to just say the right thing at the right time that hits the nail I feel like you just gave the best advice for any new esthetician. I feel like, yes, it is definitely a pressure. And for a really long fucking time, I had this concept of that, wanting to have my own med spa, wanting to, that that was my passion. Like for 10 years, that's what I've always wanted until like Mm. I had to work on myself, ask myself, what is what does make you happy does having a physical business make you happy or helping people becoming confident with their skin with their who they are and empowering them and just having your own income makes you happy i mean i don't Mm -hmm. have to for me to be a business owner and make money i don't have to fucking have a med spa there are so many other fucking ways the whole Mm -hmm. question comes down to asking yourself who you are what do you want what do you stand for? Are you willing to make these sacrifices? At the end of the day, that it comes down to all of those. My husband, he hates being an entrepreneur. He is an investor. He's like, I don't give a shit about the accounting, paperwork, advertising, yada, yada, yada. Just tell me how much money you need. I'll put it in your business and just do your own thing and give me the profit. He's an investor. Right. He is highly invested in stock market where his plan is to just completely retire in a couple, couple of years after his investments do well. I mean, this guy does not want to work for anybody. He wants to invest, but he also doesn't want to have a physical business. And he only figured it out after 12 years of investing his time in med school. Mm-hmm. That's when he realized. So before it's too late, sit down and ask yourself. The message Michael gave was so beautiful. I I love you, Michael. Like we need to hang oh. out. We really need to we really need to meet each other. I think I would come down and see you. It's just you know, and it's just the way that society paints everything, you know, like if you're not a CEO, if you're not a boss babe, whatever, that you're nobody, it's like, no, that's not the case, you know? And even the people and I'll use myself as an example. I'll be completely transparent. There's weeks where I make five thousand dollars that week in services alone that's minus products but then there's the next week that i made 40 bucks and i only had one client that came and got his butthole waxed so it's like sometimes it's rough you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's 
You know, it's you're going to have your really good months. And I'll tell you right now, January is going to probably going to be one of the worst months that I've had. But then you have the really great months. Like June is always an amazing month for me in November and October. So mentally, you have to be ready to be like, it's okay. It's fine. Because you don't have a manager to go to, to, you know, vent about these things. You don't have... Uh, you know, if you're smart, you'll have a savings. But like, if you know, you're just not going to have what you have when you're an employee, when you're a business owner, you don't have things to rely on, you don't have a paycheck, regardless, because you're paying out, you're getting paid hourly, it is a completely different dynamic. Absolutely. Um, It's scary, to be quite honest with you. You're amazing. Thank you so much for inspiring us. Seriously, today, you have inspired me as well. Like I really enjoyed our conversation uh after this mm-hmm. call ends we gonna have more conversations so <laughs> but guys but guys i really hope that you guys learned something out of this podcast maybe took something valuable that you can imply on your life and maybe make a difference and change in your life and whenever you do so i hope you would pay that forward and if there is a new esthetician in your life who needs help i hope you would do the same thing Thank you so much, Michael, for coming and having this conversation with us. I truly appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for having me. Good vibes, everyone. Stay hydrated and, you know, be yourself. Be authentic. You got this. I believe in you. There you go. Well, there you go, guys. That's all I have for today. And we'll be back with another podcast episode. Till then, keep glowing. Keep growing. Bye.